Welcome to today's New Life Live podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by you. Your donations make this podcast possible. Please consider donating today using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com or call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Welcome to New Life Live with host and founder of New Life Ministries, Stephen Arterburn. For 35 years, New Life has been transforming lives one at a time thanks to the giving hearts of you, our listeners. Our goal is to provide you with wisdom from God's Word to give you hope and help in life's hardest places. If you have a question you'd like to ask today, our phone lines are open. Call 1-800-229-3000. That number again is 1-800-229-3000. Now here's Steve. Hi there, welcome to New Life Live. Always great to be in the studio with, well I'm not in the studio, I'm in this studio, but they're in that studio, but we're connected, we see each other, and it's kind of just like being there. Dr. Jim Burns and Dr. Jill Hubbard, how you doing? Very good, and it is just like being there. You're mm-hmm. you're on a screen, but we still yeah. see you. We, we right. feel you. We feel your vibe. Yep, we do. Good you to see feel your face, Steve. My vibe. That sounds kind of weird, I guess. Maybe creepy. I don't even feel my vibe. I'm not in touch with my vibe. So that's good to know. Um, Jim is. He's very in touch with your vibe. I'm, I'm intuitive about Steve. He frankly, is. Frankly. I've known him too long. Yeah. Well, tomorrow is my uh, 28th anniversary. You know, we got married on three, four, five. So it's 18 years. And um, I won't be here because it's Saturday. So, yeah. Thank you, Misty, for 18 great years of marriage. Well, weren't all, there was that one year. I wasn't yeah. Anyway, um, so we're going to do the parenting seminar with you, Jim, and it's all about adult children. And I'm just wondering, uh, what, do you, what do you think's a sore spot with the kids, the adult children, and why they maybe want to reject mommy and daddy? What, what do you think from their perspective? Well, their perspective is I want freedom and I'm an adult. I may not be acting like an adult, but I, I want to be an adult. And you're not giving me that freedom or the trust. And so they think that our unsolicited advice is taken as criti- it's going to be taken as criticism. Mm-hmm. And what they hear, even though we don't mean to, but what they hear is you don't trust me to be all grown up. And yeah. uh, and you know we it's a different language we have to we've never been a parent of an adult uh, child and they've never been an adult child so you're going to bump into each other especially in those first first years but there's good hope and I, I think uh, you between you myself and Jill we can uh, we can help some people at the beauty of this also this incredible seminar is they go into small groups so then they it's not just they're hearing our wonderful wisdom uh, what they're hearing is what others are doing and how they're working it out because they're in yeah. these small groups. And that just blows my mind. I love how this how this works well, out. Right. They get to share their unique situation exactly. and get input. Sure, they get it. input. I, the people I've talked to who've been through it yeah. uh, say, I uh, you know, love you guys, but <laughs> how about that small group? That was what really, you know, really helped us. Well, you talked, right. and now we went into that small group. Right. And it's amazing right. that they do that. And, and right. it's all done by Zoom. It's amazing. I don't mm-hmm. you know. I tell you. Okay, so you will be in a group. You will have a counselor that has been trained and certified, and you will have some insight you don't have if you want to join us. It's on April the 1st. Jill's going to be there. I'll be there, Jim. And the number's 1-800-NEW-LIFE, and we would love to have you there. I'm going to go to Kathy from Phoenix, Arizona. Kathy, you're on New Life, and uh, you watch or listen on SiriusXM. How are you today? 
I'm doing good. Um, okay. I have a question. Um, a while back, my husband has had uh, affairs with other men, and um, when we hit 15 years of marriage, we did a marriage renewal vow that he said he would be faithful to me. And then just a couple of months ago, he he dumped this confession on me that um, he still... Um, He's bisexual, and uh, he wants to continue with that, and he wanted to know my thoughts. And I told him that I didn't like the idea of sharing him with a, with anybody else, because then that's not a marriage. And yeah. now he's hesitant, almost unwilling to follow up on, on this chat yeah. that he's promised me. Okay, Kathy, I, what a horrible situation to be in. And we're going to talk about that after this break. And I'm so sorry that this this is where you are. It's, it's not uncommon. We will be back right after this. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. We were just discussing the Jesus Revolution yeah. film, and uh, we were all kind of a part of that in one right. way or yeah, another. We are yeah. from here, yeah. where it happened. I was there, so yes, it really—it's um, pretty amazing. And um, was it happening in Ranger, Texas? Steve is the question. <laughs> it was an offshoot of it. Um, it wasn't the Jesus Revolution. It was the cowgirl revolution. <laughs> they really, really made a place for themselves uh, when they started riding the bulls versus just doing the barrel racing. <laughs> All right. We're glad you're with us here today. And Kathy has a Jesus. really, really <laughs> hard situation yeah. she's dealing with. So um, I'm just – I'll turn it over to you, Jill, first, and Jim, and then I'll have some comments. Well, Kathy, I, I'm so sorry. This is really painful. And it, it, it sounds like, and how long have you been married now? Because you were saying 15 years, but that was a while it's back. 19 years now. 19 years now. Yeah, 19. Okay. So it, it's sounding to me like your husband, you know, tried to make a commitment to you, but has been unable to keep it. And so I really wonder what kind of help has he gotten for his sexual acting out and the the woundedness that he most likely has from growing up that has led him down this path. Has he done anything? He won't go to, he won't go to counseling. Um, we've tried that, and uh, he walks out on the sessions. Okay, he he walks out on them. So, so which tells me either he's really in a, a kind of a hardened heart place of pushing away, um, or it's too painful and he's afraid, right? And any uh, acting out in this way, I mean, when you make a commitment, right? The vows are forsaking all others, regardless of what sex. It's forsaking all others and that's the commitment he made to you so i would be wanting to ask him what has happened 
tell me about your struggle in that you aren't able to keep this commitment, right? When did you start to realize you can't keep this commitment? What was going on for you? I mean, I would really want to understand and and lead in a sense. I mean, you have every right to be angry and mad, but lead with a heart of compassion because you want to get him to open up to you about this. So my question would be, and then I'll turn over to Jim, why would you stay in a marriage where there's no commitment to you mm. And you would never know what disease or whatever that he might bring mm-hmm. home after having sex with someone else, especially uh, having uh, same sex while he's married to you. Why uh, haven't you been more demanding of him? I'm just curious. Um. Part of it is finances. We're both retired, and um, um, I've been looking into uh, resources for moving out, but um, I've been waiting for him to um, give me this chat. Yeah. But um, we don't know how to uh, approach him, um, because the one time that I did, when when we could have this chat, he got mad at me. Yeah. Well, you know, he's going to be very angry at anything you do, and I think mm-hmm. you you need enough support that you're doing the next right thing, no matter what his response would be. Jim, you have a thought there? Okay. I'm, I'm leaning, uh, Kathy, toward where Steve is going. Mm-hmm. I think it's so key for you to to have a plan in place, present that plan to him, and say, you know, if, I, if we can't have a conversation... Um, and we can't work toward healing and wholeness, then here's what I'm going to do. And then hold yourself to it. And I understand it's complicated. There's finances, things like that. But, you know, one of the signs of an unhealthy relationship is secrecy. Mm-hmm. And he's he's holding a lot of secrets. And that means that you can't have intimacy. Intimacy means connection. And obviously, there's physical intimacy issues here. But there's also just connection issues. And as hard as it is, and I, I you know, we get used to sometimes – you know, living a life that is, uh, you know, really compromising even our values and our lifestyle and what like and, and whatnot. And I get it. It's sometimes it is simpler to be in that relationship, but this is not healthy. And so again, I he may walk out of a counseling session, but don't you get a counselor who can help you create mm-hmm. that plan? And unfortunately, that plan, you know, you don't go from immediate divorce. You don't go from that day you go divorce. What you do is you make a plan of saying, here's what's going to take place if this doesn't happen. And you do figure out a way to move out. And I know it's complicated. I know well, it's scary. retirement's hard. It's, you know, it's, money. it's really scary. And yes. so many women stay in a situation because they're scared mm-hmm. that they won't have security, they won't be taken care of. And yet that is really not a position. No. To be no. in. No, right? the, the, the thing I had in my mind, Jill, was that sometimes you're walking down a street, and let's pretend you're walking down a street, and somebody takes you with a two-by-four and you know hits you. You're going to be bloody. Right. But this is all on the inside, so she's yes. getting hurt every time mm-hmm. she hears the story of him being unfaithful again. Yep. Right. And right. Maybe, maybe even more so because, of, because it is with a man. Right. So it's, with that, you, you know, it's, it, it's bloody and broken on the inside. Um, but you don't see it. Well, and if it were women, would you put up with it? Yeah. No. no. And 
And it's a classic example, I think, of a man who has divorced his wife. Mm. And you're going to have to fill out the paperwork. And if you're not willing to do that, mm. he'll just rock along here and continue to live this double life. And any time we are in a position, and I, this is hard to hear sometimes, Kathy, but you don't ever want to enable evil mm. in your home. Does that do you do you see what I'm saying okay. there? That that enabling him yes. and giving him a way yeah. to do this with no consequence really is well, kind and of it tears it tears away at your self esteem, Kathy. It does, and yeah. you get beaten down to where you think the lies of the enemy are that you can't survive without this man. Yeah. And that's where you get into yeah. counseling, you get a support group of women around right. you, right. and you start building your confidence and your strength to say, no, this isn't okay to treat me this way. Right. I love you, but unless you're willing to commit, right. I've got to set some right. boundaries And here. not only is, is that right for mm-hmm. Kathy, it's also right for him. It his is. only hope to get some healing in his yes. own life, and he, he needs healing. Have, is to hit up against her boundaries. Exactly. Right? He doesn't exactly. get to have a cushy home where you do his laundry right. and make his meals while he goes out right. and does whatever he right. wants. And so if, if she did have this plan, and let's say she did separate, um, you know, that could be what could bring him uh, right. to health and wholeness. And if not, well, he's going to keep doing it. Uh, yeah, I really believe that that's true. That mm-hmm. the greatest hope for a marriage like this is you act and you do something that he might be thinking you would never do. Right. And it might whip him into into shape and be like a slap uh, on the face of somebody that's having a panic attack or something. But doing nothing, nothing changes, and I don't want that for you. No. Um, let me send you a copy of Worthy of Her Trust. I think it will help you see what you would need to see if he would ever be trustworthy again, and I'll get that to you. So sorry for what you're going through. It isn't fair in the least. All right, 1-800-229-3000 to be here. 1-800-NEW-LIFE if you need some help. Uh, let's go here to Jean, St. Louis, Missouri. She listens on the Internet. Hi, Jean. How are you today? Hi. I, I'm okay, but terrible. And okay. to make it really short, I am a mother of nine kids, tour. Oh, and 40 grandchildren and so on and so forth. Wow. We're in crisis right now with a fifth, sixth death in the family and two breaches where we haven't spoken to each other for years, three, two years, and it's all over a misunderstanding. And the great thing about all of my call into you is I saw the Jesus Revolution. A lot of it has to do with <laughs> I was one of those and that received the Lord and should have been locked up for six months, I guess, because I was a crazy fanatic. Hmm. And that's what my kids think of me, that I just am a crazy person. And, and, and I'm being melodramatic here. They're wonderful kids. We love each other. We just don't know how to listen to each other and to communicate. And right now, I know I'm grieving with this daughter's death. And I think what happened is I got excited that God might be 
creating miracles. You know, she just happened to rally. Right now, she is still not considered actively dying, but I cannot go see her because of a mandate from the power of attorney that I said something inappropriately. And um, I think it was just all language and misunderstanding. I've admitted to everything I know to admit that I did wrong, the unpardonable sin. But I just need to know how What what was it that, um, what did you say to her uh, that someone thinks is so horrible? Um, I don't know because they won't tell me what what was said. Or, or, I'm sorry, that's not true. They told me what um, someone said. I said, but it isn't true. Well, and, unless, and what did they know, say? What did what did they accuse you of saying that was so damaging? That that they should take that they should take the catheter out and I should let her get up and walk if she wants to that's pretty drastic yeah and I think I would know if I said that yeah I don't think I could say and were they implying that you thought that she didn't need medical intervention Uh, yes they all of the above and it's and it's it's just all bizarre so those aren't the facts that are meaningful to me because I've admitted to anything and everything that I know to admit. Where do we go from here? She could be dying. She could die while we're talking. Yeah. And Yes. Okay. Um, so, so the question for us would be what? Just how to... Um, just... Just to go from here, what what's the next best thing to do with the living immediate family that I have? Okay. Well, my my adult children, I should say, because I don't think my grandchildren have any problem with me. Okay. Well, there's a well, lot, Jim. Go- you want to get us yeah, started? There's a lot going on, Gene. Obviously, and and you know we could talk about each one of the you know issues that you brought up, but with your with your daughter. Um, I think it's time not to defend and not to, by any means, go tit for tat and with the whole family on this one. I would write her a note, and I would write her a love note. She's Mm. your daughter, and I would not even bring up any of the stuff. It's on your heart, and it breaks your heart, but I would write her a love note uh, as if it was the last thing you were going to say to her, and, and it wouldn't be... You know, going tit for tat, it would be here's I love you and and him. you know all that or him, excuse me. So I would say I would write that love note and I would pray more than you've ever prayed for for that situation. Yeah, and um and that's where I'd start. I I really would. I I I wouldn't do the tit for tat, go defensive on it as much as you want to be. Uh, you know, right or anybody would. It's time to you know just show her love or show him love. Yeah, but I wouldn't I totally, go overly Christian verbiage. Yeah, right. I, agree. I would be more sincere from your heart. They know how you believe, yes, sure. of course, right? So I wouldn't be trying to preach at no, him. not at all. And no. I would also be sure and list three things that I love about you the most, and maybe 
some of my greatest, fondest memories, and you list one, two, or three mm-hmm. memories Such a good idea. that you have, and it's just all from your heart. No preaching, no sticking in a verse. You want to connect with her, and then you'll you'll be glad. I think you'll be glad that you did. Nothing that she could resist. We'll be back right after this. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment, call toll-free 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. Hello, we are back. And Sorry, Steve I was late. Is here. <laughs> Took a little <laughs> break there. Take, yeah. yeah. Thanks for taking over, Joe. Sure. Appreciate that. <laughs> I realized you know, it was dead air. <laughs> yeah, it was dead, and uh, but I was not. I was, uh, yeah. Glad okay. for that. So we're back, and uh, we're talking with Jean, and we're just finishing up with Jean. We said, write a great letter. And I was uh, thinking Forgiving Our Fathers and Mothers might be a really great uh, book for her to, to see what maybe she could say that would foster yeah. being mm-hmm. forgiven for whatever it is they're holding against her. I'll send that to you, Jean, and... Really sorry for uh, what's going on there, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, she. It all began with the Jesus Revolution. Go see it. You know, we had Kevin Downs, one of the producers, on the program, and um, it's it's really quite quite phenomenal. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to Tina Wheaton, Maryland, and she listens on WABA. Hey, hello, uh, Tina. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you guys? Thank you so much for taking my call. I try to listen to you guys as much as I can, so thank you so much. Um, well, thank you. I'm going to start with a question. And, okay. um, the question is, how do I stop um, checking my husband's phone and his emails and text messages and things? Um, because a couple of years ago, um, there was an incident that happened where he accidentally sent me a voicemail message from another woman. And mm. he came home, I confronted him with it, and he said he meant to send it, he did mean to send it to someone else, and it's come to find out it was a co-worker of his. And it was thanking her for um, just spending time with him, for showing him around her place, and all of those things. And so I said, are you having an affair with her? And he said, no. He said, no, I'm not. He said, I didn't even go inside. He said, um, you know, I just I just went there. I took her something, and I just went there, and she just showed me around. I did not go inside. I said, are you, I said, are you in love with her, or have you kissed her, have you hugged her, whatever? He said, no, no. He said, I um, developed this relationship with her because I needed someone to talk to to find out how to deal with you. Um, and I will tell you, we were in a really bad place a few years ago, and we were just basically roommates, and um, we were not talking very much. And so he felt like he needed to go and lean on someone else. And I met this person before, and, and it was just shocking to me because he told me at one point that, you know, she was just too emotional that, he, <laughs> that she basically got on his nerves uh, because she was just too emotional. She cried about everything. And so when I found that out, it was just really shocking to me and so um we ended up getting covid um and we were forced to be in the same room together and we had to talk about everything that we had swept under the rug for years 
and it was painful and it was difficult to have those conversations but it was like the best thing actually for us yeah. okay um, so we started making this okay so you want us to tell you how to stop what what evidence has there been since that original time that he might still be secretive because every relationship of the opposite sex or you know inappropriate same sex it needs to be known by both people no secret alliances horrible horrible thing it is he it is a betrayal i believe whenever someone yeah. seeks out another person um well and this was yeah. another woman like he right. didn't go to his guy best friend no. or his sister exactly. right or a therapist mm-hmm. so his choice was really poor right. even if he didn't yeah you know technically cross that's the line that's right so right. has he done anything since that arouses your suspicion of his faithfulness to you Yes. Um, well, when we were trying to patch things up during that time from the early part of last year, um, I I just really felt and I you know I really felt it was the Lord telling me to check because when I first found out about it, I first got the voicemail I checked everything and I found all of these things he had purchased gifts for her he had uh, he had okay. very he was having very conversations with her and I just kept checking I kept seeing where it was. he even told her um, that she was the love of his life. Oh. For her birthday. Okay. So, so what did you like, require? What did you require of him when you discovered um, that I, he had lied to you, he had betrayed you, mm-hmm. and he was mm-hmm. unfaithful to you? Mm-hmm. We cannot assume that this wasn't a physical relationship. You don't usually tell somebody you're the love of my life as an adult that's married unless you've been unfaithful to every degree. So what did you require of him then? Well, I, I told him, now he claims he, he did not have sex. He said it wasn't about sex for him. He, did, he said he did not have sex with her. He said, I just felt disrespected by you. I didn't feel like you wanted anything to do with me. And so I, I just, I thought that and she, he told me later on at a marriage retreat that we went to that she was basically an addiction for him. He basically had an emotional affair with him. So I told him, I said, this relationship, as you know it, is over. It's done. And um, you are not to call, text, buy her another thing. You, she is not to get you another cup of coffee or bottle of water, nothing. Um, uh, and so he understood that. And he knew how devastated that was. And he, he has not done I have checked. And he has not texted. They haven't texted each other. They have, She did call recently. Um, and they called and they talked for about 10 minutes. And, and I don't know what was said or anything. And I have not confronted him about that. That was just two weeks ago. All right, I'm going to give but you some I help. I'm going to give you some help after this. May not be pretty, but I think you, you need some encouragement here. And I'm really glad you called, Tina. You're listening to New Life Live. If you need help, 1-800-NEW-LIFE is the number. I was really living a very anxiety-filled life. I turned on New Life, and the topic that day was about anxiety. And just by listening... I got relief. You can help New Life stay on the air by joining Club New Life today. When you sign up to support us monthly through Club New Life, we'll send you the new member thank you gift of the Life Recovery Bible Personal Size, the One Year Life Recovery Prayer Devotional, the New Life Journal, a New Life Pen and Highlighter, and a New Life Zipper Tote to hold it all. 
Plus, there are ongoing benefits like access to the Club New Life video library, the monthly Club New Life CD or download, quarterly resources, free shipping on purchased resources, and discounts on workshops. Call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433. Support Club New Life, and together we can help hurting people find help and hope in life's hardest places. Call 1-800-639-5433 to join Club New Life today. glad you joined us for New Life Live. To be a part of the program, call 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Steve Arterburn here with Dr. Jim Burns, Dr. Jill Hubbard. We're talking with Tina. And Tina, um, I think you have to make a demand that, bego- that goes beyond stopping mm-hmm. something. He has to start something he's never done before now there are a lot of options if he was my husband I would say you have a problem number one it's with honesty and number two it's with unfaithfulness in our marriage and I don't think that you can just stop that you've already said it became an addiction so we're going to need you I'm going to need you to get treatment for that addiction Mm-hmm. Now, I would hope you'd say you have to go to every man's battle. That's the beginning. But let's say you don't want that to be a step. And I, I can't imagine why you wouldn't. I mean, it's his best chance of pulling out of this. Mm-hmm. But he needs to be going to Sex Addicts Anonymous meetings. He needs to be in a men's group at church, a Bible study, men's group. Um, he needs to be in counseling after he goes to every man's battle. So you're asking him the wrong stuff or you're believing the wrong stuff. It has nothing to do... He, you can't trust anything that he says. He's already proven that to you. So what you're going to say to him is, I don't trust anything you say. I have to watch what you're doing. And if you, after all of this, if you're not willing to get the help you need, I don't know why we would even think about staying married. I'm not going to stay married to somebody that's in love with somebody else and lies to me about it and says I won't talk to her again. And then she calls you up on the phone. So that's my take on this. You must demand radical action. Things he has to do. And if he does it, uh, I'm hoping and praying there's transformation. But if he doesn't, then you don't have a marriage there. And you're just kind of playing along with him. Jill, your thoughts. So, Tina, you've done enough of the research detective work to figure out what the problem is. Right. There's no way for you to police him enough and keep him in check to rebuild the security that you need. Right, He's broken the security. He's broken the trust. And so there has to be a paradigm shift inside of him that you start to sense and see over time. But as long as it's just coming from you keeping him in check, you're never going to feel secure. And that's why it's like, what is he willing to do to keep this relationship and to 
repair things. He's broken this in your relationship. And so great that he's saying, I'm not doing anything anymore. But then, again, there's these lingering ties. I mean, he may have to change jobs. He may have to, you know, not interact with her at work. There needs to be some safeguards in place that he's willing to do because, you know what? He realizes he's hurt you and he's willing to go above and beyond. Because at this point, he doesn't get the luxury of being trusted. He has to go above and beyond to prove to you that he's in this marriage. Jim, your thoughts? Uh, I think Jill's nailed it here. I have a big question here at the end for for you. I'll just simply add that the path to safe uh, physical intimacy, emotional intimacy is always through purity and fidelity. And so having those boundaries that Jill's talking about is going to help your marriage. And if you don't put those into place, then you're going to be you know, paranoid by checking his stuff all the time. And frankly, he, he hasn't given you the, the trust factor. Uh, but again, he's going to have to make some decisions that that path is his only option for a, a good marriage for, mm-hmm. with you. And, right. and you present that. And if you can't do that, then you know, get a counselor, have the counselor help you, because a counselor can help you with even some of the wording. It's not as emotional to them. So sometimes if you, if you have a third party, you know, you're all uh, three to kind of talking about it. Again, that counselor can help build uh, those boundaries uh, that you would agree to and that he would have to agree to. So here's my question, <laughs> final question. Why haven't you talked to this woman about your desire to save your marriage, her inappropriateness with him. Um, why, why wouldn't you just go ahead and talk with her and say, hey, I'm, a, I'm not a concept. I'm not an idea. I'm a real mm-hmm. woman here. And you are mm-hmm. betraying another woman as well. Is she married? Do you know? No, she's single. She was married at one point, but she's divorced, and uh, which is one of the things that I got on him about. Because I'm like, you know, so many married couples we know, right? And well, and, but see, you're, but see, yeah, but see, you're you're but arguing about easy. something that's not even an issue because he didn't want to go to any of those people he could go to. He wanted to have a relationship with this person. So why haven't you talked with her? I thought about that. I, I really did because, um, and that's the problem because they work together in the office. They see each other practically every day. And right. he's telling me, and he's even shown me text messages and things like, look, I have not texted her or whatever. And uh, well, she texted me about work only, and he showed it to me. And, um, and I said, okay, take care of that or whatever, but that's it. And so I, I just have not. I just I just have not because he told me that he had talked to her after the last blow-up that I had. And he said, I told her, you know, that you were very upset, that you felt disrespected. And, the, and he said, I, I know. He said, I know how it looks. He said, and I would think the same thing. I would think that you would think that I would, would have had an affair. He said, I'm telling you, I did not have sex with her. It was all conversational. I felt neglected by you. I didn't have anybody that I felt I needed to talk to and we have made okay so so all of the yeah tina it was okay so it's an emotional affair and maybe you luckily interrupted it midstream but with the verbiage you're telling us it would have gone there eventually so Mm -hmm. 
right? So, okay, it's not great you didn't have sex, but you turned to another woman. That's the problem. Exactly, right. So, right. I, if I were you... He, he knows. If I were you, I would be talking to the person that is involved in destroying the marriage, and then you become a person to her, see? And I, I would, you have the right to do anything that you want to do because he's betrayed you. But again, the question is, is he willing to get some help? Mm-hmm. Because stopping is not the goal. Repairing, growing in character, that's mm-hmm. the goal. Then you don't have to worry about, when is it time for me to no longer look at those texts? Now, mm-hmm. now that would be hard to do. That would be very hard to do. Yeah. But I think so that's... I told him that I, had, that I did not trust him in that area, and, um, and it was very difficult because there are a lot of triggers behind all of this. And, um, and I, you know, I have been praying and asking the Lord to just really help me with this because I want to get to a point, and I've told him I want to get to a point where I trust you in this area because he yeah. has been showing me, um, you know, his love for me and all of these things. He's done a lot of things to show me that he is willing. Good. But he needs um, to get help. Did you hear that? He needs yeah. to get help, Tina, right. because what he's showing you is stopping and talking. Now, I, I want to just be personal here for a minute. If my wife had an affair, emotional or just talking, whatever, and every day she got up and went to where that person was, mm-hmm. I'd, I think I'd be out of my mind. I would demand yeah. that she find a different job. Or I would be mm-hmm. telling that person, uh, if you ever <laughs> talk to my wife, and I don't know what I'd do, but I'd be kind of crazy over them being together probably more hour, waking hours than I am. And so I just think you really need to try to be realistic, even though it's hard to think about what it might do to the job, workplace, whatever. It, it needs to be a radical change here because he, ha- he has shown nothing that would make you trust him. If he had said, honey, I was wrong, I am willing to do, Whatever I need to do to fix this thing so it never comes up again, it'd be a different story. And men do that all the time. Once they get caught, they they say, okay, I'm gonna I need help. Oh my goodness. And yeah. I didn't realize it had gotten that bad. But he's not there, and I hope that you will require some things of him that you haven't so far. Can we send her worthy of Yes, well, I'm her gonna trust? send you worthy of her trust. You give it, you, you should look through it, read it, see what it says, and give it to him and say, this is what it requires for me to trust you. And I wouldn't settle for any words or any stop things. It would all be about building character. That's what I'd do. You're listening to New Life Live. Tough situations. This is a tough one. And um, I just pray that every relationship could be based on brutal honesty, awareness, and sharing of every vulnerable situation that comes up. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Steve Arterburn here with Dr. Jim Burns and Dr. Jill 
Hubbard. We love getting to do this. We think it's a great honor, and we hope and pray that you'll tell your friends, hey, how about uh, listening to this, because it might be helpful. Maybe you think they need it, and uh, you don't want to tell them they need it, so you just ask them to tune in. This past call reminds me of uh, Psalm 34, 14. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. In my book, The Every Believer's Thought Life, you know, I quote this old preacher named Chalmers. His last name was Chalmers. And the title of his sermon was The Expulsive Power of a Higher Affection. So he's saying it's not just wanting to stop something. If you really want a powerful way to stop something, you start going toward the higher affection. And John Piper, he was writing about that sermon. He said, you go for a superior pleasure. Now, the problem is when you're into the earthly pleasure, you think that the spiritual pleasure isn't available, or it's even hard for you to imagine being that person again that's going for Jesus, not just for a joyride. So I hope and pray that, like in this case, you're saying to a person, stopping isn't enough, and the power that comes from seeking something better and doing what needs to be done to feel and be in that higher affection, that superior pleasure, that's got power to it, expulsive power. I mean, really, if you're emotionally involved with a woman, you're a man, that's powerful. And you you need the power of the Holy Spirit, and you need help from other men and support. Uh, you need a routine. You need accountability. All of that to overcome the power that you're leaving behind. And it's a it's a bold move, but you need to – Jim, what do you think? Hey, let me tell you about a hero who actually did exactly what you – we're just talking about Steve. His name's Brandon. He was a scholarship to every man's battle. I'm going to read a paragraph okay, that he wrote great. to New Life. He said, I am so grateful for the opportunity New Life provided me to be here this weekend, talking about every man's battle. This weekend, was able, I was able to find acceptance and connection that I have been longing for in all of my life. The men that I met are now brothers, and I look forward to the things we will accomplish together. Love that phrase. This weekend allowed me to experience freedom from my shame in a way that I never expected. It has also reopened the door to my relationship with Jesus Christ, my Savior. Thank you, New Life. You know, so here's Brandon. I mean, he's he's addicted to uh, to porn, uh, and yet what he did was he made the right decision. He brought people around him. He had the courage to even yeah, yeah. you know come up, and he and he got a scholarship from from New Life. So someone else paid for him to come. His life's transformed, and my guess is when people like Brandon's lives are transformed, then that means that their family life is transformed. There's hope for their uh, if he has children. There's hope for his children. You know, it's it's called the uh, transitional generation. You know, we yeah. inherit the sins of the previous generation from you know generation to generation. The Bible says that, and yet we can either recover or we can repeat. And to do that, we need to understand that it's a superior pleasure and it's uh, the powerful uh, way to go. And uh, Every Man's Battle, of course, is March 31st. You could be saying those exact same mm-hmm. things or your husband or your boyfriend or your son or your father could be saying those exact same things. 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Let's go to Sheila Falls Church, Virginia, W-A-V-A. Hi, Sheila. How are you? 
I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Doing all right. Yeah, we're just coming to the end of this program, but we wanted to finish with a really great call. So here you are. (laughs) Okay. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, my uh, the other day, uh, um, you there was a woman who called in about her daughter, who she yes. overheard or somehow realized her daughter was using marijuana. Yeah, and I like I think it was Jill who works in uh, addictions. I've worked thirty years in addictions and just retired recently. But I had a comment or possibly some advice for that woman that I think might help her. With my grandchildren who wanted to go to college, I drew up a contract for their educational funds between them and me. In that contract, I told them upon accepting the funds that they agreed to attend the college and maintain a a C average grade for their final grading, you know, end of the year. If If the grade fell below that, then they would forfeit the following years of any funding by me. And with that, I also said that they could not participate in any usage of opiates or marijuana or any other drugs, or they would forfeit my paying their tuition. And I had this as a financial investment. I explained to them and wrote in the contract that this was a financial investment. I think young 18-year-olds want to be treated like adults. I think sitting down and talking to them sometimes doesn't register. So by putting it into a contract, I had my grandchildren read it. They all went separate times, but I had them read it, and they had to sign it. I had them read it three times. I asked them if they understood, and they did. And I actually have shared that with some of the patients who their parents were having trouble, and it worked with them also. Um I think that's a good way to do it. And my granddaughter, unfortunately, she did stop school after two years. I didn't ask why. I I just assumed she would know as an adult. She did come back to me and say, you know, I think I'd like to go back to school. And I said, very good. Great. How are you going to do it? You know, are you going to get a loan? And she was horrified. I never asked me for the money because that ended it. She had stopped school. So I think if you carry it out, I think it's hard. It's hard for me, but she does know I love love her. My grandson knows I love him. They've never questioned it. We have a close relationship. Well, it's it's wonderful. I'm almost out of time, but I I do want to say that that is, you know, that's a great thing and and uh you are very clear and you set the expectations for them to rise to yeah and and they and so then when they didn't you you stuck with Mm -hmm. what the expectation was when i was uh, raising madeline i would tell her um if things don't go well if if my uh direction and consequences don't work there's a boarding school in ireland that i'm (laughs) gonna have to send you to but if you will listen uh, there are going to be cash prizes for you, car, education, support, no matter what. And uh, I'm telling you, she's one of the most responsible people, and she has always had money. She's always saved money, and she's, she's never been desperate, ever. And it's just been so great to see that kind of character in a person. But it was kind of a mythical thing, this boarding school in Ireland. But I think it made the point in a humorous way, hey, we're not going to just act like things are okay when they're not. Sheila, I'll send you my wife's uh, one-year Bible for women. Hope you'll like that. Anybody needing help, 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Lose It for Life 
is March 18th. I hope you would join us for that. It's pretty powerful. Now, Jim, Jill, and myself are doing the Courageous Parenting, and that's on April First, we would love to have you. It's online, Emotional Freedom, April the 15th. So many people feeling guilty about cheating on their taxes. We're going to help you with that on April the 15th, Emotional Freedom. Restore June the 10th. And we just had miracle after miracle just happen at the last Restore. And I want to thank Jim for being with us. He's one of our very special guests. We love him. And uh, we have a history together, and we still, still enjoy each other's company. And Dr. Jill, I've said it before, wisest woman on radio today. And, um, yeah, well, not just today. You know what I mean. Okay. And tomorrow and the day after. If you need help, it's 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Same number if you can help us. God bless you. Have a great day today. Thanks for listening. We hope this program has helped you by giving you insights for handling the challenges you face in your life. We want you to know that we're here for you, but you also need to know that New Life Live is a listener-supported ministry. To make your donation or to get any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. That's 1-800-639-5433 or write to us at New Life Ministries, P.O. Box 1029, Lake Forest, California, 92609. Please join us again tomorrow for New Life Live. Today's podcast can be downloaded through iTunes or streamed through your mobile device using the New Life app. Visit newlife.com to download the app today.